0: This is John Fraser and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast.
1: Yes, a good morning, a good afternoon or a good evening to you, however you may be listening and wherever you may be listening. This is the Fulham Focus podcast coming to you once again after another Fulham defeat. I can just re- really copy and paste this intro every single time we do it, but there's one intro that I can't copy and paste because it's a special one for us as we thank John Fraser for opening the show. John made 56 league appearances for the club having signed as a teenager shortly after uh, leaving school. He was a versatile fullback who spent most of his Fulham career covering both the right and the left. His stock was never higher than when he played in the heroic quarters, semis and final of the 1975 FB Cup run with injuries first to John Cutbush and then Les Strong. Danny Boy has a Q&A coming out soon with John Fraser where he rel- relives that famous Cup run, reflecting on some wonderful memories of the club. Keep an eye out for that along with a whole other bunch of Q&As on the website, which is fullandfocus.com. John Fraser... We salute you, and we salute our two uh, our two panelists for turning up tonight. Because God knows, I don't think many of us really wanted to after well, after this result, after many of the results. But we'll but we'll get stuck into it as I first introduce Morgan Calton. Uh, Morgan, just your first. Yeah, mic's open to you. I know there's not really much I can say, or that I really want to ask, because it's just been a case of same old, same old these past couple of. I won't say weeks, but months is more.
0: It's more the case. That's basically the season, isn't it? Really? I mean, it's yeah. You know, it it's it's just a bit shit. Um, you know, this keeps going on and on. You think the players might learn from it? Clearly, they just have no confidence left. You know, are the play from last season? I know a lot of these players didn't play in that team. They got us promoted, but clearly, the ones that did, they're just thinking they're so demoralised now. They're just waiting for relegation to be confirmed. And it shows. And, you know, looking at how Mitro's playing, how Ken he's playing, and Sess as well, coming up at half time because essentially he was, you know, he was nowhere. And it's a shame because we all know that these players are incredibly talented. Um, but when you've just been battered for a whole season, unfortunately, no matter how strong you are, you're going to find that difficult to deal with. And uh, that's clearly the case. And even Scott Parker, coming in as, a, as interim manager, hasn't been able to lift them. Of course, they did okay against Chelsea, but you know, still wasn't enough to get a result. And Leicester, apart from that 20 minutes in the second half, um, they looked toothless. And it, I think it's, you know, it, was, uh, you know, it was a perfectly fair result. And you know, where do we go from here? Apart from trying to sort of save a little bit of face before the end of the season. Far too many points drift now. And uh yeah, I think we can just start preparing for Stoke Away next season. So that's about the size of it from my point of view. Yeah, isn't isn't
1: that a rosy prospect for us all going to going to Stoke Away. Uh Matt Dom is our other panelist for tonight. And I just saw open the mic, you know, throw it open to you. Have you got any thoughts or anything you wish to add to what Morgan said about this? No, not just this game as one, but, you know, the whole season as as a whole. But, you know, that hasn't been said already, although I think you're going to be quite lucky in that area.
2: Yeah, good evening, mate. Um, I've not really got much to add to, to Morgan's summary, to be honest. Um, I feel like a weary old man now. Um, but, you know, with the age hasn't come the wisdom to stop watching this crap. You um, still haven't got a choice because, you know, we, we're Fulham fans, and uh, that's the uh, the card the hand we've been dealt. Um, I just feel like you know, in in Football Manager, when you uh, you go on a bad run of defeats, and you just want to go into holiday mode until June. That's 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 where I am right now. But we can't do that. So uh, you know, let's just Can we not? Let's just enjoy it, shall we? I think we should. I think maybe we should. or we'll just do it. It'll be great. I mean, if we all do it, it might work. But I I, I doubt it somehow.
1: Yeah, I, I do have I do have one sort of shining light, uh, you know, beacon of light to bring to you, to both of you and to any Fulham fans listening. It is uh, depending on your laptop screen or your desktop screen, it works for me. Um, it may work for you, it may not. But we are into the we are such a into the final stretch of the season that all our remaining fixtures can now be seen on one screen without having to drag the uh, without having to drag the screen up and down. We are that we have that few games remaining that you can That's fit the best all of our news I've heard. Fixtures. One screen, into that last, let me do the count, eight. Last eight. I, I'm checking it as is. we speak. <laughs> is it? Is it the same for you? Can you fix... I don't know. I'm really
0: excited to see? find out.
1: Hang on.
2: Can you find a holiday button?
1: Oh,
0: there it is. Perfect.
1: Exactly. It's, it's yeah. sun shining light. But anyway, we don't want to talk too much about Leicester or fixtures coming up, because again, in regards to the game... There's not much more you can say that you just be basically copying what you said from I don't know, the Spurs game or the Chelsea game or the Arsenal game or the United game or any other game that's been this season. So what we've done, once again, is we've thrown the question open to you, the people, um, and just another, another additional focus question time. I shall play the role of David Dimbleby. Not quite Fiona Gruskamp, not quite that good. But anyway, I'm going to be asking uh, both Morgan and Matt a series of questions. I may be chipping in with my opinions as well, uh, if and when the time dictates. Uh, So let's just crack on straight in with it. And Let's see, who's our first question? Is this one here? Question one. It became easy last season, dictating the play and rarely needing to grind out results. Were our players groomed out having the fight needed for a relegation scrap? whereas Cardiff always had that dogged approach and as near water teams tend to do should we learn from this and go for a more balanced style to ease the transition when we go up next time Christ, I wish we we're thinking the way the squad's set at the moment or do we just need to worry about the premier league when we get there so it's so over to you morgan do we want to keep a style of play that we would you know keep for the premier league or do we need to adapt to the different you no know, adapt to the different leagues as it were I
0: th- I think, sort of, just <clears throat> digesting that question, um, we do need to have a style that I think is slightly less gung ho, and yeah, a little bit more balance wouldn't hurt. Um, I think we had, you know, a run last season that we shouldn't expect to have again, and that style of play was fantastic to watch. We got a bit lucky sometimes, but you know, in a run like that, you're always going to have a sort of few games that don't go uh, completely to plan, but If we show the same naivety uh, coming into the Premier League again, whenever that may be, it'll it'll be the same result. And I think, you know, don't want to sort of blame him, but I mean, Slav obviously has a a bit of um, responsibility in that, and by a bit, most of the responsibility. And, you know, our players really enjoyed playing last season. You could see that. But as soon as we came up to the Premier League, the level of play was exponentially better uh, than it was in the championship. And you can see it from our players. They want to play that style. We saw it in the second half against Brighton, which was very similar to what we were seeing last season. But, you know, most of the time it won't come off. And because it's, you know, relatively well-known how we played in, that, in, uh, in the end of last season, uh, teams are able to pick us off. And we need to come up with a way of being more balanced, us- using, you know, our defense, much better this t- uh, next time round. And if our attack, um, you know, it needs to sort of, it needs to become a bit more, for of a better word, balanced again. And yeah, we do need to sort of uh, come up. Uh, well, first of all, we need to sort of play more solidly in the championship because even championship teams will take this team apart. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, in a couple of seasons' time, we'll be back in the Premier League and playing, yeah, with a little bit more of the Wolves style, I would say. Oh, I don't want to go to Cardiff, but you know, at the end of the day, they're above us, so can't be that bad.
1: Don't want to go to Cardiff, I think, though, as much as I'm not anti-Cardiff, I think that's a, that's a sentiment we can, we can also share, Matt. Uh, Mr. Don, rather, the same question to you. Do you, you know, what sort of style of play do you want us to encompass when we go down, and should we then change it if and when we come back up?
2: Yeah, it's a tricky one. I, I kind of think you can you can go up and you can survive in the Premier League playing good football. Uh, obviously, we showed that we could go up playing good football. And you look at the likes of Bournemouth, and they've survived in the Premier League still playing good football. And obviously, they they had a bit of a balance um, in that they, they made sure they were strong enough at the back to do that. But I kind of see it more about the actual unity of the squad rather than a particular way of playing. Um, Cardiff, obviously, you know, we've discussed it a lot. They they've got fighters at the back and and they, you know, they'll they'll really, uh, you know, battle for each other um, and make it really hard. And by doing that, they'll pick up enough wins at home uh, that they they will probably survive. I think they might well be safe this season by doing that. But yeah, for me, it's, it's about the unity of the squad. You know, we 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 tend to redo our squad every summer you know it takes several months to even learn each other's names by that point we're we're in trouble uh, in the premier league that just wasn't good enough because the the standard is so much better that we we never recovered from that so i i think i'd like to see us play good football again and i think i think if we hadn't have made too many changes in the summer i think slavisi would have had enough to keep us up playing the way we did uh, we we did show it in in, in a few uh, early examples the heads kind of went down after that Brighton game, I, I think, and never came back up. So, so there's more, we, the, play, the way we like to play, it, we're a confidence team, and the confidence went, and it, it never came back. Uh, so, so that's kind of more the way I see it. Just uh, jumping in there, Matt, I mean,
0: do you think Cardiff are safe? I mean, they're in the bottom three with us. You know, we're both, uh, well, they're two points adrift of Burnley. So you would look at the sort of, like, the the bottom, you know, five above us, so it was Cardiff, Burnley, Southampton, Brighton, Palace. And you're thinking, mm, I would suggest that Carter probably are the worst team out of that. But
2: <laughs> maybe, I maybe. I didn't mean safe as in they look like they're safe now. I, I think they have enough fight in them Um, compared to, say, I don't think Southampton are playing very well at all. I think they might squeeze them out of it Um, just on kind of sheer willpower alone. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think they'll have enough.
1: So Indeed. And uh, I just wanted to go go back to the point that you were making were making Matt, the the players, the squad, the, the squad that we had, and, and to an extent have, because I've been a I've been, uh, I've been of the belief that the team that we finished the start of the playoff final rather would have had a better, would, you know, would have been in a better position than the side that we have. So obviously we could have done a little bit better. Maybe, you know, I was trying to get Matt Target. Maybe we should have given just given Ryan Fredericks his money. Um, a whole, a whole bunch of things, but do you really think that the squad that we have now—no, switch it around a bit. If we were to take the squad that we have now, and we're going to be getting on to sort of additions and subtractions uh, later on, but do you think that the squad we have now would be good in the championship?
0: I think it's too lopsided at the moment. I think our defence needs—I mean, Joe Bryan is a good championship left back. We know that because that's why we paid the money for him. Tim Ream, we've seen him be good. I don't know what's happened there, but I mean, you know, new baby, maybe sleepless nights, injury that's obviously affected him in some way. And then hopefully Alfie Mawson back. I mean, if he comes back and he's injury free and he stays, great. I don't think Cyrus Christie is a good championship right back. I think he's an even worse premiership uh, right back. So we need to, We well, maybe Steven Sessniel, maybe he's old enough by that point. Championship's a good league for him to come into. But then obviously looking at midfield, we're going to lose a few players. But I think with a few additions and a few people staying, uh, I definitely think that we should be challenging. But then, you know, I think every team who goes down says that. And invariably they do struggle because the style of play is so different uh, when they do go down. So who
1: knows? Yeah, uh, Matt Dom, same question to you.
2: Yeah, I I think the squad as it stands right now um, would definitely challenge uh, for the for the championship title. I would say there are some really good players in there. It, it didn't work out for them this season, but the likes of Mucic, um, Seri, uh, I think Alfie Morrison as well, you can put into into that category are are easily uh, Premier League players in my opinion. Um, throw in uh, Frank uh, Angisa, I think he, he would be a, a monster in the championship. Um, it, it's kind of hard to say because we, we can't really sell that many people. We, we've we got, if we sell some of the, the names that people are saying will go, you know, Mitrovic, Seri, Kearney, Sessignon, some others, uh, Angisa as well, we, we're left with a real small squad again. So it's in Shad Khan's interest, I think, to, to do everything he can to keep hold of some of these players and maybe say, you know, give us six months. If we're not there or thereabouts, then you can go in in January. That's what I really would like to see. He he could use his financial clout here by taking last season, this season on the chin and just, you know, committing to to the players we've got and getting them to commit to the club. I know it's easier said than done, but I think with the talent we've got, I think we could go back up and we certainly we're yeah. in a better place going down than we were last time, I think.
1: Yeah, you, you have managed to segue perfectly into what, is going to, what was going to be the next question. So I commend you for that. Don't and you, that. Mentioned, <laughs> uh, you mentioned trying to keep hold of the players and maybe having to maybe sell some few assets, whether that be in January. But question two is going to be, have Ryan Sessignon and Tom Kearney, you know, towards the end of last season, were two of the big names talked about? If we didn't go up, you know, would they be sold on? So on and so forth. Uh, have Ryan Ranteson and Tom Kenny done enough this season to convince a Premier League club to try and sign them in the summer, or will they? you know Or you know, will they? Or will they? Clubs look at them and think, mm, hasn't really been too great. There's not a lot for us to work with. I mean, Ranteson is very young, but maybe he still needs time to develop. So maybe clubs will, you know, buy him, send him on loan to us. All, all these sort, of, all these sort of permutations. Uh, Matt, so I interrupted you, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go straight back to you. Uh what's what's your take on that? You could expand it further. Not just Cessnion and Kenny, but Mitrovic has been talked of a lot, uh Seri as well, and the, the whole squad. Is there anyone that you would think a Premier League club would want to come in and buy?
2: Um it's a tough one. Uh Sessegnon, I think based on I mean he's still his value is still based on his um potential really. I think there might be Premier League club's willing to take a punt on him. But we we've seen he's a he's a smart lad and I think I think he'll recognise that his his best chance right now of improving as a player is to stay in the championship and, you know, show the, that league again what he's capable of and try again next time. So he's still got age on his side. I'm starting to think Kenny might might well stay because it's it's really only the last few games he's shown any sort of potential that we saw in the championship from him um and i don't think there's enough of the season left for a club just to spend the sort of money that i think it would take uh for us to get rid of him because you know he signed a new deal in the summer um and he he's on he's on bigger wages and it would take you know a fair chunk of money to take him off our hands and that that would be a big gamble uh Mitrovic as much as I'd love him to stay, I, I think he, I think there'll be plenty of suitors. Um, and as much as it hurts me to say, I think, I think the likes of West Ham, um, possibly in Everton, I can see him going to a team like that, who are sort of just outside the, the European places, but with the right additions, could get into the into those spots. Um, I think he'd be perfect for a team like that. But but in terms of Cessna and Kenya, I, th- I think they might well stay, and that would be really good.
1: Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm sort of in your, but I don't think, you know, Kenny, if he wants this Premier League move, I, think maybe he wants it, maybe he doesn't, um, but if he's going to show, showcase himself, he, he's done well these past two games. He's really got eight games left to do, and you know there are some big games coming up in there, so he may not, you know, have the best of opportunities to show to showcase something. I personally think Ryan tessian's is going to stay out of all this because I, maybe people again, maybe people are going to think he. Not quite there yet, so let's give him another year. See, see, see what see all goes on from there. It might might be questions to be Alexander Mitrovic, because even where could you look at you know teams have had teams have gone down. You look at maybe Andy Johnson when Crystal Palace went down. There's always been someone there that was the the big focal point and always had the a good chance of getting goals. Alexander Mitrovic hasn't really delivered this this season. When you th- when you think of what he had last season. The return hasn't been what we expected of him. So maybe teams are going to think he's not quite a Premier League player. Morgan, over to you. Where do you you stand on the players coming, mainly going out?
0: Uh, I disagree on the cess point. I think, as and when we do go down, I think another team will come in for him. and I think he will leave us because, for one thing, he's been reluctant to sign the new contract. And also, we don't have much time left in it. So I think a team will come in. I don't think he actually had to play a game this season in order to still be valued around the same amount that he was after his championship um, appearances last or his performances last season even. I think a big team will come in for him. I think he will leave. I think he will be a squad player for that team. He He may go on loan. He may come back to us on loan, but I don't think he wants another season of the championship. I think he wanted to come and give us a season in the Premier League and, you know, maybe even, you know, two, three or four, depending on sort of how we how we did. Um, but I don't think he'll be interested in having another season at the level below, which is a shame. I mean, obviously, he would be one of my players that I'd want to stay. We all know how well he can do in that league. Um, and he struggled in the Premier League. But at the same time, he is only 18. He is still developing. And I think the style of football that we played this season uh, hasn't helped him develop. And I think he's probably right for sort of going to another team and sort of learning from top-class managers and coaches. And unfortunately, with all the changes we've had this year, um, he hasn't been able to get that uh, that tutorage that um, he so you know, dearly needs in order to develop into the player that we know he can be. Can, he...
2: can Sorry, I think can, he... I, can I just ask a, a, a question on that? Like, what team do you think uh, Cessna would move to in the Premier League that's going to give him time to play or minutes on the pitch, as, aside from, you know, maybe the bottom five type teams. But I, I don't see him, I don't see that as his eventual move. So um, I'm just wondering what, where you think he might end up.
0: I think if a Spurs came in for him, I think he would get game time there. You know, even even one of the teams like Man U or something, they do give um, youth players a chance. We're seeing up at United, uh, you know, a few getting on the pitch at the moment. The Spurs obviously haven't recruited at all in the last year or year and however long since the last time they signed someone. And I think a team like that would bring him in. He would only make the bench because, you know, they have obviously a sort of fairly solid first team, but I think he would definitely get game time. And I think, you know, in his first season at a top premiership club, he would be expecting sort of intermittent action as opposed to sort of, you know, straight in the first team. But I certainly think he would, um, and himself a place on the bench, and he would be uh, someone sort of who came on, and I think he would do really well. But yeah, I think um, I don't think he'll be going to a you know struggling Premier League team. I think given the option between a struggling Premier League team and Fulham, he would stay with us. But I think a, uh, a top team will come in. And then sort of back to the Kearney point, he's 28 now. Um, he hasn't really showed that he can uh, you know cut it in the Premier League this season. That may be more down to the management, but you know we've seen him play. We all know that as a captain, he's not great. But as a player, he's incredibly talented. He just hasn't really had a um, you know opportunity to show it. Injuries still plague him. And I think any team that comes in will be wary of that. And uh, I think, you know, we could be getting the next couple of years out of him. And I don't think a Premier League team, except maybe one that's coming up or another one of the struggling teams, would um, show that much interest in him. I think the West Ham um, option for him is definitely gone now. So... I think uh, we could be seeing Kearney, but I doubt we will be seeing Seth next season.
1: I personally think I personally think Tom Kearney would do would do quite well at Watford. Personally, I, so, somewhere in that you know, middle of the road, not quite a Premier League struggler, not quite a big team. I think he, I think he'd do quite well at Watford. Would he do
0: that though? Or do you think he'd go to a, a club like that and be kind of a nothing man, or do you think he would actually want to stay with us and be that sort of club captain legend? Do you think he, what do you think his ego would do?
1: I don't know because I don't think Tom Kenny really comes up apart from maybe his hair, I don't think he comes across as a big a big ego kind of person. So maybe maybe okay with talking. Maybe I don't know. Okay right, we'll be talking about the big clubs in regards to where players may go and our next question concerns some of those big clubs. Uh, mainly our next two home fixtures, which are of course Liverpool and Manchester City. And obviously, as of supporters, we want to beat both of them. But realistically, we know we're more like we're more than likely going to lose both. So, if given the choice, which of the two would you rather take points off, just to mess up their title challenge, and why? Now I'm going to answer this first because I think if anyone follows me on Twitter knows that I am not a big fan of Pep Guardiola. I think he's. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he's overrated. I just don't think. He's you know the god's greatest gift to football sort of thing. I think he get he, a lot of stuff, he gets a pass for a lot of stuff. I quite frankly wasn't happy with the, the whole false nine thing he brought in. I thought it was anti I thought it was anti-football personally. Um I don't like the way he basically treated the young English players at Man City. Like let the likes of Sancho and Atonda, I know he's Welsh but British players alone buying Riyad Morris for seventy-five million when you got Patrick Robertson on the bench. If you're the best coach in the world, surely you should be developing him to that sort of level. But anyway, given the choice, it will be Manchester City for those two reasons. Also, I'm not really one of these people on Twitter that says, "Oh, Liverpool fans are going to be unbearable if they win the league." I don't care. They've been waiting for it for long enough. Just let them celebrate it. It'll be over. It'll be over in a couple of months. Just shush. Um, who? Uh, Morgan, I'll ask you the question. Who would you rather spoil their title challenge? Would it be rather Man City or Liverpool?
0: Um, I'm gonna agree with you. I would rather spoil Man City's in this case. Um I uh, I know it's sort of he divides a bit of opinion, but I really like Jurgen Klopp I think he's great. I think he's great for the Premier League. I think he's a great manager and he's a great character. You know, he's he does, you know, go a bit crazy on the touchline, but you know, he's doing well and it's quite entertaining to watch and when you're not really battling those teams at the top you do look for the sort of uh, the more uh, entertainment value and I think he offers it uh, yeah you're right Liverpool fans will be insufferable but then we live in London there's you know not as many of them down here. and you know Man City have won it plenty of times there's there's certainly not the romance behind that club that there is behind Liverpool and you know it's been what almost 30 years since they last won it, so give them one, and then uh, you know, move on from there, and then see them slip down to third and fourth over the next few years, but yeah, I'd definitely like to see us uh, beat Man City. Yeah, you know,
1: I'll just again, I talking Talking to Liverpool, just one further point. Like, surely if you're one of these football fans who thinks that Liverpool are going to be unbearable, surely one of the sticks you want to beat them with is, yes, you won the league, but Steven Gerrard never won the league. Surely that's one of the things you would want to mock Liverpool fans over. So let them win, unless they, yeah, and it, you can still carry on the chance and you've never seen Gerrard win the league sort of thing. Max, That'll do uh, it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Morgan, Morgan, you had a you had a point. Uh, Morgan,
0: no, 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 you. no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. It's okay, just I think you know, giving Gerard, you know, two years after he retired, uh, the opportunity to sort of look and go, ah, damn, if I kept going a little bit longer.
1: Indeed. Right. Yeah. Uh Matt, Dom, over to you. Same question.
2: Yeah, you see now now I do think their fans will be unbearable. Um and from a Fulham point of view, I I don't I don't want to see Smugness from another team when our when our team has just had you know an absolutely terrible season and gone down without a fight. Um, we've seen how City fans react uh, to to winning the league, and no one kind of really bats an eyelid, and it doesn't really make much of a ripple. So, so let's kind of just let that happen. I think it, on the one hand, I'm, I'm kind of bored of City uh, winning the league because you know they're making it look easy and it's nice to see a change and as you say pep guardiola is is himself kind of unsufferable but you know one of my good mates is a liverpool fan so i'm gonna to have to stick with the status quo because i'd I find it really funny from them losing from the position that they were in and the fact that it's terrible for them who uh, have had a big say in it. it would just um just cheer me up really on, on what has been an appalling season yep and we all know the and we
1: all know one way that This season will be even more appalling as we move on to uh, to to our final question. And rumours are growing stronger that our Lord and Saviour, Slippity Kanovich, is being lined up for the West Bromwich Albion job. As we record, it's not been officially announced, but by the time you listen to this, you never know. So how will you feel if he does go there? Uh, Morgan, to you first. How would you feel if Slavici Canovic takes the West Brom job? And it, you know, if he gets them up, it's a different matter. If he if he keeps them down, then we have to play them next season. So on, so many per- different permutations. How would you feel if he takes it? And then, what would you hope happens from it?
0: I I think after last season, I think you know, seeing him with any other club is going to be like seeing your ex with a with a new guy. It's it's going to be hard to take, but. You know, he's been out of a job now for however long it is, almost six months. And so, you know, good luck to him. I hope he does really well. And I hope that he plays the football he likes to play. And, you know, good luck to West Brom if they get him. Um, And, you know, we all know how good a manager he can be. We all know he's also got his uh, slight attitude uh, that goes with it. So hopefully, you know, he gets on with the West Brom board. He may... Have a bit of friction, like he did with Tony Khan, Uh, but at the same time, yeah, don't want to see him with another club, but you know, do understand he's got to work, and uh, but I do hope that uh, he does well there. I hope we don't have to play them next season. Or actually, if we do, then I would still like to beat them. Um, At least we know how to beat him. Uh, But yeah, that's good luck to him anyway.
1: Yeah, you'd hope you'd hope that both of our games happen before Christmas, because that's the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the problems. The teams are easy to beat, um, Mr. Dom. Same question to you. If Slavisa Kanavich kind of takes the West Brom job, you know, if he gets them up is it's one thing. If he take if he keeps them down, it's another. But overall, how will you feel? How would you take the news?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it was sting uh, quite a lot because, um, as we all know, Slavisa left with um, all of us with a heavy heart and. Just felt like it, it. It was almost unfinished business. It didn't quite work out, and it and it should have worked out, and it was kind of destiny for it to work out, but it but it didn't. I I don't know what will be harder: seeing him take them up this season through the playoffs, and then being in the league above us, or or you know him playing against us next season, potentially beating us with you know, West Brom playing with swagger. It it, it will hurt, and um, but you know. He he deserves a, a decent job and by all accounts that that would be uh, a good job if kind of tricky situation for him to, to arrive at the club after what's happened with Darren Moore. So um very much different this occasion to when he uh, he arrived with us. Um but yeah, I mean like Morgan said we we all wish him the best and um hopefully that the, they have two off games next season and that that's against us.
1: Indeed um yeah I I've sort uh yeah my my view on the whole thing is I I I'd, I'd ideally want to play in this in because we we would sort of owe it to him because we've had occasions where you know great managers have come back Roy Hodgson mania, we we treated him uh, I don't know if we ever... No, he didn't come back with Liverpool. He must have only come back with West Brom and then subsequently passed. It would be It will be nice to see Slavisa back in the college again so we can give him the standing ovation he deserves. But then after that, he becomes our enemy, so on and so forth. Yeah. Right, that ends the uh, question time focus of the show. Now it's time for the quiz. Fulham. And Welcome back, and it is time for my favorite part of the show anyway. It is the quiz mainly because it means we have to stop talking about all the dire stuff that's going on on the pitch. For this quiz, uh, I, for, for the first time ever, Danny Boy has sent me through the how many points people can get, so which is which, why which I've never done it in the past. So there are 28 points available for the listeners, and the co hosts can a maximum of 19. And round one, we go head to head with Liverpool and Liverpool related statistics. So out of these, who has made more league appearances for their respective club? Fulham or Liverpool? Uh, you get four, you get four goes each. Uh, Morgan, you get to go first because you're al- alphabetically by last name you go first. So do you want set one or set two?
0: Uh, I will go set two.
1: Okay, so Morgan, you have selected set two. So who has made more appearances for their respective club? Was it Danny Murphy for Fulham or Danny Murphy for Liverpool? This is league appearances only. Who did he make more league appearances for? Fulham. That's incorrect. By a score of one, 169 for us and 170 for Liverpool. No problems there. Okay, question number two. That's harsh. Was Jimmy Bullard or Charlie Adam? Or Jimmy Bullard. You're correct by a score of thirty-nine to twenty-eight. This, despite missing, how long was it? A season and a half.
0: Yeah, well, Charlie Adam was only game. there a year, wasn't he? I think. Before they realised he was shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Sean Davis. Question three: Sean Davis or Jamie Redknapp?
0: Davis was with us for so long. Um, I'm gonna go. Actually, uh, no, I'm gonna go Sean Davis.
1: You're incorrect, but with a much wider margin. Sean Davis, one hundred and fifty-five. Jamie yeah. that this surprised me when Danny Boyd did uh, quiz me on this earlier. Sean Davis made t- uh, one hundred and fifty-five. Jamie read that two hundred and forty. There you go. He was there lo- Yeah, he was there longer than I thought he was. Okay. Now, hmm. uh, question number four: Mark Schwarzer or David James? David James. And again, you are correct by a score of 217 for David James to 172 for Mark Schwarzer. So out of those, you get two points. Now, Matt, Mr. Don, you get set number one. And your first question is, Steve Sidwell or the God's greatest gift, Joe Allen? Uh, That's
2: tricky. Um, I'm going to say Joe Allen.
1: You are incorrect. But again, by a score of one. (gasps) Steve Sidwell what? made 92. Joe Allen made 91. Daddy Boy really went in, went in kicking with the first one. Okay. Uh, number two, Clint Dempsey or Dirk Kout, Koyt, however you wish to pronounce his last name. Doesn't matter to me.
2: Um, God, these aren't easy. Uh, uh, Clint Dempsey.
1: That is incorrect by a score of oh, 208 no. to 189. Now we go for the big physical geezers, the BFGs. Matt Smith or Andy Carroll? Andy Carroll. Incorrect once again. No Matt way. Smith with fifty one. Andy Carroll with forty-four. Okay, now question number four. Final one for this round. Zoltan Gera or Raheem Sterling?
2: I'm um, going to go with Zolly.
1: At over 4, it was Raheem Sterling by a score of 95 oh, to
2: 86.
1: Okay, I mean, so I'm... after that round... Well played, Morgan Morgan. Down...
2: Good win. Good win. <laughs> do, you, do you want set two instead? I, I would like them, yeah. I think I know all <laughs> of those.
1: Okay, so after round two, uh, Morgan takes a 2-0 lead into round two. Um, now name the lineup for when we beat Liverpool 2 0 at the cottage in the 2005 6 season, which was the day I'm sure many of you remember was when we said goodbye to the master Johnny Haynes after his untimely death. So, uh, Matt, you get to go first. It's name the 11 back and forth, you get five guesses each. So, name the team.
2: What year did you say it was?
1: Uh, to do 2005 2006.
2: Um, Go with Boomorte.
1: Who scored that day? Yes he did. So Boa gets you one point. Morgan, over to you.
2: Uh Moritz Vault.
1: Started it right back, a point for you. Dom.
2: Uh Steen
1: He did indeed start. So yes, a point to you. We're going we're just going for the starting eleven, by the way, not the not the substitutes. Uh Morgan, to you.
0: Um. Oh God, I think I'm in a bit of a mind blank. Um. Uh, go. Oh, was he still? No, he wasn't. Um.
1: Barry Hales. Barry oh, yeah, Hales. Was it two thousand and five? You fool, Morgan. No, Barry Hales was not on the list. When did he leave? Matt, over to you. This is your chance to call some back.
2: Oh God, this is tough. Um. Oh. I'm going to go with the defender, I think. Might have still been around at that time. Alan Goma.
1: Bingo, you've now drawn level. Oh, damn, um, I was going to go with as well. And, three, and a 3-1 lead. So, Morgan, back to you.
0: Oh, it's been a really long day. Uh, my memory's not that good. Um, Carlos Bocanegra.
1: Get one right there. He, he started alongside centre-back with Alan Goma. So, more, uh, Matt, your penultimate guess. I like the way this is flowing very um... quickly. I like this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, big boober.
1: Have up four for four so far. Morgan. Oh,
0: based on that,
1: I'm uh, going to go Mark Pembridge Unfortunately, not. Oh, why not? So you stick. So you stick on two for the moment. Matt Dom, your final guess. Can you go five for five? <sighs> Striker.
2: Gobby Brian McBride.
1: Unfortunately, not. He was he was on the bench. There, he was on the bench. On the bench. Oh, uh, so Morgan, you'll go. Think who, would have been, who would have been
0: in goal then? Um. um fine, that's it. I'm gonna go uh, Antony Naomi.
2: That's what I, I reckon.
1: Anthony, Amy hadn't joined us that time. He joined us. Uh, he joined us that winter. Uh, so out of that round, uh, Dob, you've you you've drawn level now. It's now four points all. After Don gets four, Mom gets two. So I just complete well, the line-up. Uh, Mark Crosley was in goal. Oh, At right back was, it was anyway uh, Moritz Volks, Alan Goma, Carlos, Carlos Bocanegra, Nicholas Jensen. You missed off. Oof, oh, uh, Steve what a player! Albron, Klaus Jensen, another one. Oh, I loved off. Klaus.
0: He was brilliant.
1: He was indeed. Uh, Colin John was the striker up front. Oh God! And of the course. first name that came to my mind because I remember it was his, what he was. His, I think one of three appearances, and he ran the show that day. Ahmad Elrich. Does anyone remember that? Name? <laughs> that oh. was the first one that
2: came to your mind. <laughs>
0: yeah, just before he went to jail. Nice. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and then the subs for that day were Tony Warner, uh, Zesh Raymond, Lee Senior, Heider Helgeson and Brian McBride.
0: Oh, not bad. I think I, I saw Armand Elvridge's brother still playing in uh, the A-League in Australia.
1: Really? Yeah, is he,
0: he? Yeah, he was the good brother.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the good. Wait, yeah. in terms of football ability or in uh, terms of behaviour?
0: <laughs> both, I think.
1: <laughs> both, yeah. <laughs> right. Right, so we now move on to round three, where it is all to play for as the players are both level. It's the guests to play around, my favourite. Um, so if you get it, uh, formalities, or technicalities, if you get it in the first two guesses, the first two clues, you get five points, third and fourth, you get four points, five and six, you get three, seven and eight, you get two, nine and ten, you get one. Now, the fact that you're both coming in all level means it's going to be very interesting, no tactical things to be played, it's just first guess. Okay, so, fact number one. This player is five foot nine and a half tall. Okay. Fact number two. He was born in Hemel Hempstead. Because I'd have been shocked if you would have got it off those first two clues so we'll just go for number three. He has represented England at all levels from under 16 to under 21 but not the senior team.
2: I, oh, I'm going to go for it. Just why not? Um, I'll go with Liam Rossiniar.
1: Liam okay. Matt Dom locks his answer in at Liam Rossini Okay, question number four. He made twenty-four appearances for the Whites, scoring four goals.
0: Not Liam Rossiniya. Damn.
1: <laughs> so Morgan, you've got you've got all this. You've got all the questions to play for. Take oh. your time over this. Oh. He was only on C. Se- he was only with us for one season, and it was a season-long loan from a Premier League club. Okay. Fact number six. This, is, this one's a bit weird. If you know, if you know that, if you know of this one. He was born 21 days after Mohamed Al-Fayed's tenure as Fulham chairman began, and he was born on the 29th of May 1997.
0: Ooh. Okay. So what's that? Be? Does that make him 20? 20... Oh. Oh yeah. Keep going. But I think yeah.
1: Okay, you think you know but you're going to keep going. You've got got the ability to play with it. His real name is Oluwazi Badajide. Oluwazi Badajide. I'm I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I'll spell (laughs) it out. O-L-U-W-A-S-E-Y-I-B-A-D-A-J-I-D-E.
2: This is great radio.
1: (laughs) Okay, so do you want to take a guess on number seven, or do you want to keep it going?
0: Uh, uh keep it keep it going i think i think i know but i've just that name i should know it's one of those things that'll be an interesting fact but i'm a bit blanking okay. at the moment so I can go okay
1: fact number 8 he has played for both liverpool and fulham fact number 9 his first two goals for the club came in a 5-4 victory over uh, yeah. united
0: Yeah, yeah uh, show you
1: Morgan goes for Shea Yojo as we move on to fact number ten. He was promoted with us last season but didn't make the playoff final squad at Wembley. Pause for those people who are still working it out. Maybe pause on your iPlayer or iPod or whatever your whatever device you listen to podcast. At uh, pause, What we get? And the answer is indeed Shea Ojo. So, by a score, so Morgan gets a one point there. So, by an overall score of five to four, Morgan takes the victory. Morgan, well done to you.
0: Thank you very much. Although, considering oh, that of 19, I don't feel overly proud of myself right now. But,
1: indeed, unfortunately, <laughs> our, prize, our prize chest, our chest of prizes is empty. This moment, just oh. like our hopes and dreams for the season. So unfortunately, I can't give you any I can't give you any prizes this week, which which oh. is a real shame because I know we've given out some great prizes I'm sure you've won some fantastic prizes. I've certainly won some fantastic prizes. Matt, have you won any of the fantastic prizes, Mr. Dom? Uh
2: won a few, yeah.
1: yeah exactly. And I've the managers you know job. how great
2: I knew there wasn't a prize, <laughs> so it wasn't worth trying today, really.
1: <laughs> Indeed, right. So, anyway, so that's it for the quiz. Morgan comes out victorious as we move on to the final part of the show. Fulham. Welcome back. Now it's time for us to preview our upcoming game against Liverpool. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know how to approach this because all logic would dictate that, you know, we're going to get beaten soundly and heavily. But if you also look at it, A, Scott Parker has now had two solid weeks to try and work things out. Yes, the defence has been shite. But you never know. This may be the one, maybe that like that game against Leicester was the last hurdle before he's now right. This is what we need to do. If we look back to how we when we went up to Anfield earlier in the season, we arguably could have won that game if Cesar had taken his chance and then that whole Mitrovic goal offside, not offside, Liverpool counter, so on, and so forth. Um, so it, it's an interesting game, uh, Morgan. How do you see you know the lineup facing you know? Uh, any injuries? Uh, who's meant to be coming back? All that sort of thing. How do you see the team lining up and how do you see the game going?
0: Uh, I don't think it'll be a huge amount different from the Leicester game. I think uh, Scott's trying to go for quite a bit of consistency at the moment. I do think Floyd will come in in place of Ces. It's I just think Cesc uh, is looking, you know, a little... uh just, it's just lacking confidence at the moment and I think he'll be brought on as a sub i think floyd deserves a go you know we haven't seen him all season really um and given how he sort of uh, burst onto the pitch in you know it wasn't great for the whole half but at least he scored and you know it was a great it was a great goal so i think we'll see him come in and i think the rest of the team will probably be quite similar really i don't think Sherla's back unless he's made some miraculous recovery and i think the rest of them i don't know anyone Else, who's kind of earned their place, really? Um, we are just going to have to sort of knuckle down and sort of see what we can do against a, you know, a rampant Liverpool team. I know they've been sort of uh, letting a few results go lately, but it's the business end of the season. They were—I mean, the other, the other thing is they would have just come off the buying game, so I guess that result uh, will have a certain effect on their confidence. Um, if they have won it, then they're likely to come out all guns blazing and sort of give us a battering, probably.
1: I thought you you brought up the buying game. That's actually what I was going to bring up. I'd surely the buying game would sort of dictate how Liverpool how Liverpool approach things. Because if they've been knocked out, then then they've really got no excuses than to go all guns blazing in the Premier League. Yet if they've gone, I know there's the international break coming up. But again, if they got through against Bayern Munich, then you'd think maybe they'd not want to take or as take as many chances. Maybe rest some players. So. Now, those no, I don't really think so. I think rage, I think sort of this thing? I th-
0: I think it's far too important for them to win the league this season. And I think the the players are fit, they're healthy there, and they're gonna see this game as a way to get, you know, a bit of uh, you know, league confidence back into them. Obviously they looked a little they did okay against Burnley, but they um, you know, towards the end they look a little, little bit fragile and I think they're gonna come out and go, Well, Regardless of what the score was against Bayern, uh, we're going to come out and get a few goals. Sallow probably sort of think it's about time that he uh, knocked a few in the net. Um, and we've got to be ready for that. And our defence is so fragile at the moment that it's going to be difficult to handle. So, yeah, uh, we can, you know, there's always shock results in this league. Um, we haven't had one this season, so it would be nice to get it this time, especially it's my birthday the next day. So that would be a nice present. But I think uh yeah we we could be in for some pain,
1: yeah, I think the shock result would be keeping it to only conceding two personally, uh, Matt Dom, your thoughts on you know predicted lineup, how you think the game's gonna go, so on and so forth,
2: yeah, we are playing Liverpool, are we That's, that'll be fun, um I mean, it's got to the point i'm <laughs> i do not really uh, I don't really care about thinking about upcoming games, to be honest. I, I mean, I'd be very surprised if Scott Parker kept the same team that started against Leicester. Bearing in mind how poor that first half was, uh, we didn't have a shot, not you know, let alone one on target. So um, I think he'll mix it up a bit. Um, perhaps we'll we'll play a slightly more defensive lineup just just because of the sheer numbers of attacking players that are going to be running at us. But yeah, I mean, how many times have we said this season <laughs> let other teams get some confidence on the back of of beating us? Uh, you know, <laughs> miracles happen, do they? Do miracles happen? But we're we're going to lose, aren't we? We're going to lose quite heavily, I think. It it would be nice if we could at least show some promise in maybe one of the halves. Uh, score a goal would be quite good. It's uh, so anything that will give us a bit of bit of confidence, a bit of something to to cheer for, but. Yeah, I'm about about as optimistic as well. I'm I'm not optimistic put it that way. I, I I can't see anything but a heavy heavy defeat, and it doesn't really matter, does it?
0: I don't know. I mean, you know, we can. Uh, this might be the beginning of the greatest of escapes. Um, you know, we could snatch a result, last minute winner, and uh, yeah, go on from there. But Maybe I'm being a bit.
2: <laughs> we could,
1: do we so want to? We... Do we
0: want to survive in this? The way we've played, do you think? You know, we deserve to survive. I mean, it would be lovely if we did pull off something like that. But just look at this team and just go fucking hell! Oh, You've absolutely, made a right not. hash of this.
2: No, we we don't deserve it at all. We're getting everything that we deserve the way we've played this season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no surprise where we are. But that said, how good last season was, particularly. Uh, may and you know from Christmas onwards, as mu- as much as this is kind of painful, uh, what we're going through right now, it-, it was worth it just for for what happened last season. I think. Um,
1: so, it's like reverse so maybe before,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a bit more painful than that.
1: <laughs> I, may, I may I may be wrong with this, but I think there is something left to fight for. If unless I'm mistaken, because I remember this being the case last year, or not last year, but the last time we were relegated. That if we finish bottom of the Premier League, we go into the first round of the Carabao Cup. Whereas if we come second bottom, we don't have to go in until the second round. So there is that still to play for. The fact that we won't have. <laughs> <for. The> fact <laughs> that wow! We, the fact... If we're clutching
0: at straws. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. We get we get to skip around in the. Is that is the... that? A Wait, thing I, or I can't you tell just it. made that up. No, no. I, I genuinely, I genuinely remember being remember it being a thing. Um I can't tell if you you want round.
2: us to fight for bottoms so that we get to go in the first round or whether you're Yeah, t- I wanna I wanna you,
0: play Forest Green Rovers away.
2: Might as well, yeah. There's something yeah. to go Okay, fine,
1: scrap the yeah. okay, scrap the whole season by by but, all means, if that's the way you want to go for
0: it. sort of one of the question <laughs> I've got is, you know, sort of uh do I know it sucks being relegated, and but after last time, it was the end of 13 years in the Premier League, and we'd seen so much in that time, and it was just so sad because we just kind of capitulated over that sort of, you know, last few seasons, really. and But this time around, it's almost just sort of like, just get us out of this fucking league. It's been awful. You know, I want to go, I want to play Swansea away again. I want to, you know, I want to go to Luton. You know, we can't go to clubs like Luton anymore so let's go there and you know it's it just feels like it will be you know going back to our comfort zone for a little bit and try and get this mess sorted but maybe I'm being I don't know a bit uh I
1: completely completely get you but I will say one thing about Luton I guarantee you that 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 they're gonna have to go for a loyalty point scheme for Luton just because I I remember doing this I there is basically a whole generation of Fulham fans that have not been to Kenilworth Road to support... Fulham, because the last time we played them was 1999. So you think about... Even, that, I thought we pretty, played them in the Cup. Uh, sorry, in the, in
0: in the, the league, league anyway. Yeah. yeah,
1: in the league. Um, we haven't played them at Kenilworth Road. Well, since 2000. Since 2000, that was... Sorry, that was it. Since 2000, we haven't been mm. to Kenilworth Road. So I think, think it's think the first time
0: whole- anyone's ever had a need for loyalty points to have to go to Luton. I know,
1: what a strange <laughs> It's situation. usually it's a punishment. You think in the space of in the space of eighteen months we have gone from loyalty points for Wembley to loyalty points for Luton? Oh,
2: we are living None the dream and you up, know it.
1: Doesn't that just sum up the state of affairs the Fuller would have gone through? Uh, Matt Wembley.
2: Well, well, final... I mean that was good, wasn't it, right?
1: Yeah. Matt, any final points you wish to add to the podcast?
2: Uh, no.
1: Okay Morgan, <laughs> any final points you wish to add to the podcast?
0: Uh I don't know. I think I think I've made some. I think, you know, just actually no, maybe it's just more of a you know, let's get this next game over with. Um after that what's it, international break, isn't it? It is let
1: inter- is let's let's
0: all let's all choose a game to go to that isn't Fulham. And let's go see some you know, a team that's doing well, be it in the sort of in the in League two or be it in the combined counties league, let's go and see a team where the fans are to happy. Luton. Let's all Without not go to Luton, points, because Luton, to Luton's Luton Luton's horrible. I'm sure they, you know, they're a great club to watch, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's a bit like Milton Keynes, but older.
1: Fair enough. As Morgan puts a final point on it, it's time for us to wrap up this edition of the Full and Focus podcast. Thank you very much for listening. All there's left for me to do is do technicalities and legalities. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to go to the Full and Focus website, FulhamFocus.com, where there's plenty of blogs, uh, quizzes, uh, Q&As, this podcast, plenty of other stuff that will just keep your mind they'll keep your mind going, maybe take your mind off what's going on on the pitch. And also you can follow us on Twitter at Fulham underscore focus. I'm assuming the Instagram is the same at Fulham underscore focus and we're on Facebook as well. Fulham Focus. There seems to be a theme developing here. All is that for me to say is once again, thank you very much for listening. And come oh. on you whites. lo